Welcome to the Irish Baptist College podcast. The Irish Baptist College exists to magnify Christ, advance the gospel, and strengthen the church. We do so by being serious about the Bible, the gospel, and being Baptist. In this podcast, you'll enjoy being encouraged in your faith while getting to know the college staff. I'm your host, Davy Ellison. I'm the Director of Training at the College, and today I'm delighted to be talking with Dr. David Luke. Uh, so we're going to begin where all good stories begin, David. That's at the beginning, and uh, with introductions. Um, so, David, could you introduce yourself um, to us and maybe give us a bit of background, family, home church interests, role in the college, and uh, interesting fact, if there's one that you can uh, rummage um, from your memory, that would be great. Okay, uh, good afternoon, uh, David. Yeah, uh, I'm David Luke. I'm the Director of Postgraduate Studies here at the College, and I also teach uh, Historical Theology uh, uh, as well. Uh, I'm originally uh, from Ballymena, uh, but really have been now living outside of Ballymena, living in Belfast for longer than I lived there. So I moved up as a student and have been there uh, ever since. You're undoubtedly still a Ballymena man though, are you? Undoubtedly, <laughs> undoubtedly. Uh, if I talk to my uh, family about matters financial, they uh, regularly remind me of that. So, uh, so uh, I'm married to Elizabeth. Uh, another ten days, uh, we'll have been married for thirty years. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, Elizabeth deserves a medal, and uh, uh, she probably thinks she deserves a medal as well. Uh, uh, we, we have three children: uh, Jill, uh, who. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, is going to hand in her PhD and then is off into the big working world at the beginning of April. And uh, then we have a, another daughter, uh, Emma, recently uh, qualified as a teacher. But I think like a lot of newly qualified teachers, uh, struggling to find a bit mm-hmm. of regular employment at the moment uh, with, with lockdown. And then uh, we have a son who's in his final year studying uh, philosophy and politics and probably uh, football and Xbox uh, as well uh, here at here at Queens. Super, super. Um, so role in the college then. Uh... Yeah, I will say I kind of the, the day job as I always t- tend to think of it is teaching uh, historical theology. So uh, that really uh, in a small college really runs runs a gamut, uh, really from the the early church. Uh, really uh, through to uh, the uh, modern world and uh, postmodern times, uh, so it's quite a quite a quite a quite a stretch of, of teaching yeah. uh, two thousand years of of theology. So that's a, a large part of mm. what I do, and then there are other bits and pieces that I'm involved in teaching, uh, involved in sermon workshop, uh, preparing a Bible communication workshop. I uh, play quite a quite a bit of a role in that. Uh, Organizer apologetics classes, so. A few bits and pieces uh, that I do alongside the historical theology. And then, as I say, postgraduate director. Uh, so I deal with all things uh, postgraduates, uh, seeing uh, people from the, the first come in, uh, involved uh, in the interview process, uh, advising people about the correct course of study for them, uh, and see them right through that uh, that program uh, to come out at the end of that two or three years, uh, two or three years later. So uh, that's another large part of, part of what I do. Incredibly varied roles, so in amongst that there must be an interesting fact uh, about David Luke that, that we don't know about. Uh, yeah, it uh, may not necessarily be related to related <laughs> to work. Um, it's uh, kind of uh, fairly uh, fairly routine most of the time. Uh, an interesting fact about me, uh, when I was at school, uh, I was quite a keen uh, rugby player and uh, I broke two collarbones, uh, but neither of them were mine. 
so uh, I suppose maybe not a, a particularly interesting guy, but a, but a quirky one. Uh, I even managed to break the collarbone of a guy in my own team. <laughs> and uh, I um, met him, oh gosh, must have been 20 years later. Uh, and uh, he was a nurse in a hospital nursing my mother. And I came around the corner and he said, Davey, look. Do you remember the time you broke my collarbone? So it was a, it was a strange greeting after after twenty years, you know. Yeah, but burned into his memory. Yeah, well, burned into, burned into his bones, you know. So. Great. Well, one of the great privileges of, of working in the Irish Baptist College is that we uh, work with colleagues who are Christians. Um, so you are a Christian, David. So I was wondering if you could share something of your conversion experience with us. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I was born, as I say, I was born and brought up in, in Balmina. Uh, both of my parents were Christians. Uh, they had been uh, converted uh, in their teens. Uh, and I was brought up in that Christian environment. Uh, in fact, one of my earliest memories of, of my mother uh, is sitting on her knee and her reading to me out of the New Testament, the Christmas story. So that's kind of, uh, so I say, brought up, uh, just always assumed that there was a God uh, and actually just assumed that I was a Christian. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, I, I had no kind of real sense, I, I think, of being a Christian or not being a Christian. In fact, uh, again, another kind of distinct memory from when I was about 10 years old, uh, walking to school with a, a guy. Um, I, I can't remember the, the entire conversation, but I do remember the two of us agreeing that really everybody was a Christian. Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of the, the environment I, I grew up in, uh, going to church. Everybody, you know, had a kind of a church connection. So I say those were, were, were the kind of assumptions. Uh, my, came from a bit of a, a mixed marriage. Uh, my dad was a Presbyterian elder, uh, and my mother was a Baptist. Uh, so I had that, that in my background. And, um, when I was about 10 or 11, uh, my dad was asked to be involved in a church plant. Um, uh, or it was then known as a, as a church extension, but I suppose today we would call it, call it a church plant. Okay. And uh, we went along to the, the new church and began to meet some slightly older young people, maybe two, three years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they started to talk about becoming a Christian. Uh, they started to talk about having a testimony and a, an experience of conversion. Uh, and that, you know, didn't uh, kind of really register with me or hadn't really registered with me up until that, uh, until that point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it began to trouble me a little bit uh, that uh, I suppose the first thing that it made me realise was that I wasn't a Christian. Uh, I think that was probably the, the first stage in the in the whole process. And I, and I felt a bit un, uncomfortable about that. And I was a bit, a bit embarrassed as well. Mm. You know, I was kind of a bit scared at some stage somebody would leap on me and ask me to give my testimony, <laughs> you know, and I, and I didn't I, I didn't have one. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so I say I became aware, first of all, I say probably that I, that I wasn't a Christian and something needed, mm-hmm. needed to happen, uh, for me to, to, be, to become a Christian. Uh, also at that stage, uh, I joined the boys brigade, uh, in the, in the same church. Uh, and again, that was, you know, quite an influence on me. You know, the, the officers in that were Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they explained the gospel, you know, they, they encouraged us. You know, to, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they spoke about the need of, the need of salvation. Uh, and they spoke, I think, as well. I mean, one of the things I suppose that became quite striking for me was the need to be prepared to meet with God, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, to face, to face Him as judge. And, you know, just that whole idea that there was a need for a personal 
response. Uh, so, you know, that was something that uh, kind of was drilled into me by them for, for a few, for a few years. And, and shortly before my, um, 13th birthday, I had been at, um, a boys brigade camp, uh, in the, in the Isle of Man. Uh, and every night there was a devotional, uh, session. Uh, the gospel was, was preached every, every night and, and explained. Uh, and when I come home from that, uh, uh, you know, I began to really feel under under conviction uh, of the need to get right with God, and uh, you know, I, I prayed uh, that night uh, that God would uh, forgive me, uh, that uh, that He would accept me. Uh, that really, for me, was the beginning of that uh, that Christian journey. For somebody who's interested in this history, I'm terrible with dates, uh, <laughs> and, and I struggle a little bit uh, always to think of the of the exact date. But I, what I do remember about it is uh, that it occurred the day before Elvis Presley died. Uh, so every year when that anniversary comes around, it, it does remind me a little bit that uh, you know that, that, that's that's the right time uh, when, when that happened. Yeah. Excellent, brilliant. Um, it's been so enlightening just to hear um, the conversion experiences of the staff and how similar yet how different they are, mm-hmm. and all of the blessings of being brought up in a Christian home as well. Um, but sometimes we make the mistake of talking about testimony and we talk only about the conversion um, and yet the Christian life continues and uh, we continue to grow and mature and being in the college you know that our desire is not just education but also spiritual formation. Uh, so I wonder could you share with us about maybe particular individuals that have had a positive impact on your spiritual formation over the course of your Christian life and um, what what were the kind of things that they did which were particularly helpful for you as you developed and grew as a Christian? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a saying uh, that, uh, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> and I suppose I think of my uh, Christian experience a little bit like that. Mm. You know, I do, I do think of all the kind of individuals who kind of put their time and their effort into me, uh, you know, I think about those BB officers and, you mm-hmm. know, the, the impact that they had on me. They weren't doing anything, uh, particularly spectacular. Uh, you know, when I say very often they were simply sharing the gospel yeah. again, you know, so there wasn't maybe great kind of variety in that kind of Christian, uh, that kind of Christian diet. Uh, but, you know, I, I think of the, the hours that they spent, you know, just, Coming out faithfully to Boys Brigade every, mm. every Friday night and, uh, you know, going, taking us to camps and weekends, you know, and I, I do think just of the impact of the, of their faithfulness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having, you know, I suppose I thought of them as I was a wee fella and they were, they were big men, but they were probably young men themselves, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, but just having those older kind of people to, to look up mm. to, uh, and I think about those and, you know, people in, uh, Sunday school, you know, again, just, I suppose, again, one of the things that strikes me is, you know, as, as the years passed, just how much of the Bible you kind of absorb. Mm-hmm. You know, just through regular engagement with it. And again, I say not necessarily in spectacular ways, but you've sat through the classes, you, you've gone through the book of Acts, you know, you've gone through the book of Romans or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and those things become part of the, part of the fabric of, of your life. So, mm-hmm. so I think of, you know, Sunday school teachers who, who again, you know, very faithfully week by week, you know, sought to, to teach the, teach the Bible and, uh, inevitably do a bit of crowd control uh, <laughs> as well uh, alongside that. Yeah, I think too of um, you know youth fellowship leaders 
uh, when I when I was sixteen. Um, uh, my my mother eventually had her way, uh, and we moved to the to the Baptist church. <laughs> and uh, uh, and again, I just think of the youth fellowship leaders there, you know, and again, just the the investment that they made in, in us as 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 young people. Uh, and again, the, the time uh, and effort that that they put in. So you know, I don't I don't think I kind of come across with big light bulb moments, but yeah. just kind of you know became they were part of the fabric of my my development and maturity uh, as a as a Christian. Uh, and again, I I think in that period as well, I began to meet um, you know other Christians really really of my own age uh, and developed some some good friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, learned a lot from those people. One of my my friends uh, from Balamina, you know, has said to me in the past, "As iron sharpens iron." You know, we had that kind of effect and and one another. And you know, yeah. that, that I I think that was an important part uh, of development as well. Um, then went up to to university uh, in Belfast. Uh, became involved in the Christian Union, uh, you know, so again, I was exposed to uh, a new variety of, of teachers, uh, began to began to learn uh, from them, mm-hmm. to work alongside other Christians. One of the great things about the, the CU movement is, you know, students take responsibility uh, and we, we begin to begin, began to, to learn from others and, you know, have to undertake various, various tasks and, and learn to, learn to do that. Again, there were people there who, you know, had a had a great input into my life. I, I think of uh, they were they were then known as traveling secretaries. Uh, I think <laughs> the, the the terminology terminology has changed a bit, and they're they're staff workers now. Uh, but again, you know, those were people who, who took time to encourage and help me to mm-hmm. uh, to develop as a leader. And I think about that, you know, alongside the yeah. the people I served with on the on the various committees and the and the various friends uh, that I made. So a lot of it, uh, you know, not kind of terribly formal discipleship making yeah but you know just through that engagement with people who took time with me and befriended me and i made friends with them and uh, and just beginning to beginning to learn from them so so i think a lot of those kind of people uh you know sometimes i think we're very elaborate ideas about what <laughs> discipleship should look like and for sure programs that we that we ought to do but i think i find out you know, just just an awful lot uh, about the Christian life just by drawing alongside people, them drawing alongside me, uh, and yeah. beginning to challenge me to, to think and, and grow and develop. So encouraging because so many of us just feel like very ordinary people and we wonder yeah. how we can ever be of benefit to others, but it's just through those things, taking time, showing commitment, being an example to others, and it's in one sense, it's very hard, but in another sense, it's very easy as mm-hmm. well. Um, well, I, I sometimes think of one of my a good uh, friends, still a good friend down to down to the present day, and uh, when I was involved in the Christian Union, eventually became, eventually became the president. Uh, but honest confession time, I had great difficulty getting up for the early morning prayer meeting. Uh, <laughs> and by early morning in those days as a student, it was eight o'clock. Uh, you know, so uh, but again, he was you know he went with me. Uh, and it just made that so much easier. Yeah. The, the, the two of us getting up and running, that. running down the road for the for for the eight o'clock <laughs> eight o'clock kickoff. He had the rather unfortunate habit of uh, taking his breakfast with him, so we would end the prayer meeting, and sometimes he'd be left with a bowl or a, a mug that he then had to work out what to do with uh, for the, for the re- rest of the day. The rest of the day, looking at about with him, brilliant. Well, that's uh, really helpful, enlightening, and uh, hopefully encouraging as well. 
Um, one of our great privileges is we live in a literate society, so it's not just humans that we come into contact with physically in person, but we also have the opportunity to, to learn and to be influenced by authors and through books. Um, I love books. I'm assuming you love books as well. Um, so it'd be great if you could share two or three books or more um, that have just been helpful in your spiritual formation and maybe mention explicitly why or what exactly about them um, was helpful uh, in your Christian life. Yeah, I've always been interested in books, but the, the strange kind of thing of that is I've never been a great... I didn't start out as kind of a great reader. Mm. Uh, you know, so I, I, uh, I went to went to school with a guy. I mean, he was a voracious reader, uh, but I didn't. I would never really have picked up a book. Yeah. You know, I, I was Beano Dandy uh, was about the about about, uh, about the limits, uh, and then uh, as I got into my teens, I, I slowly began to read uh, a little bit more. And I mean, slowly. I mean, mm. it really would have been, you know, maybe a book a year type of type of thing, and uh, the. Um, and again, you know, not necessarily Christian books. Yeah. Uh, the first couple of Christian books I read were kind of the the biographies that were doing doing the rounds uh, <laughs> in those days. And again, I remember my mum uh, taking me to the Faith Mission bookstall. Used to have that in the the, the open air market in Ballymena, the Fair Hill, okay. uh, as it was uh, it was known to, to our generation. And uh, she bought me a copy of God's Smuggler. Uh, and a copy of the cross and the switchblade, okay. uh, and over a very long kind of time, uh, I, I eventually ended up, uh, ended up, uh, ended up reading those. I think a couple of things um, begun to uh, kind of influence me in terms of in terms of in terms of reading, uh, and the first was uh, again when I went to the Christian Union, I became a leader of a Bible study group, and uh, I was tasked then with with leading. Uh, leading a Bible study, and uh, I really didn't know what to what to lead a Bible study on, uh, <laughs> or how you went about doing that. Uh, and uh, I was uh, in the local faith mission bookshop in Balamina looking for inspiration. Uh, and while I was there, uh, I met uh, I met the the pastor of our church, uh, who was at the time uh, Harold Chambers, uh, and Harold recommended to me uh, this book on, on Habakkuk. Uh, by a man called Martin Lloyd Jones, and uh, called from fear to faith, mm. um, uh, and I read that, and that began to you know really impact the way that I was the way that I was thinking, mm. uh, and uh, so much so that uh, whenever I stood down as Bible colleague or as Bible study group leader, uh, my my little group bought me a present. And there's a volume by Martin Lloyd Jones, so it must have kind of come through, uh, uh, come through, come through uh, to the to the Bible study group uh, as well. And uh, yeah. uh, my wife—that was how I met my wife. She was in the Bible study group, uh, and I was uh, the leader, uh, the leader of the group. So again, she always associates me with uh, "From Fear to Faith" by by Martin <laughs> Martin Lloyd Jones. So uh, I began to so I say that that kind of got me a little bit onto the. Onto 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 the reading uh, trail. It also probably went ahead of me a little bit as well because then somehow, uh, for reasons uh, to this day that remain a little bit obscure to me, uh, I became the, uh, the what was then called the literature secretary, uh, responsible for organising the bookstall uh, in, uh, for for the Christian Union. Which, Your hand was forced then. Yeah, well, it was it was it was a little bit, but I mean I, I still would have been a, a slow. 
reader, you know, and even to this day, it takes me a long time to, to sometimes to work my way through, uh, work my way through books. I'm not kind of a, you know, not, not a book a week kind of thing yeah. or a, 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 you know, book every couple of weeks or whatever. You know, I, I like to, you know, spend a lot of time on a book and think about it mm-hmm. and, and reflect on it. But again, that kind of pushed me a, a bit more in the direction of thinking about, uh, about Christian books uh, mm-hmm. and, and Christian, uh, and Christian, Christian literature. So, so those were, those were important. Uh, kind of steps, uh, steps for me. Mm. I suppose in terms of in those early days, you know, a couple of kind of kind of formative uh, books for me uh, was my introduction to the Puritans, mm-hmm. and uh, my uh, my mum uh, bought me uh, Thomas Manton. Uh, I think it was or was it James Durham? Sorry, James Durham on the Song of Solomon, uh, and that was kind of my introduction uh, to uh, to the Puritans. And it was a splendid introduction, uh, introduction at, at that. And, uh, you know, I suppose, uh, looking back, I might not quite interpret the, the Song of Solomon the way James Durham did. Uh, but, um, you know, it did give me this kind of spiritually intoxicating vision mm. uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I remember one, you know, reading through it, uh, one summer, uh, and, you know, just taking time in the afternoons when I, I was off uni to just to spend some time reading that. And I said, it did give me that kind of, you know, wonderful vision uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it was, uh, you know, deeply, deeply moving, uh, mm. you know, and give me that real sense of, uh, sense of his glory. So that kind of gave me an introduction to the Puritans. Again, that movie had an impact on me. Uh, because uh, again, I, I met a friend several years after we'd been at uni, and he said to me, "Oh, you're still trying to get people to read James Durham and the Song of Solomon." <laughs> so, uh, so, so I must have tried to uh, tried to tried to kind of sell that to to to, to people. So, uh, you know, so that, that introduced me uh, that introduced me uh, to that. Uh, another important uh, influence uh, was less obvious in some respects, but but again, I look back on it as something that kind of gave me real traction uh, in terms of my understanding of the Christian faith, and that is we were part of a, an adult Bible class, uh, okay. uh, again, in Balmain Baptist Church, and I was involved, involved in leading that eventually. Mm. It kind of fell, fell my lot. Uh, and one of the things we did then was we studied uh, Bruce Milne's book, Know the Truth, uh, and again, we went through that. Uh, again, it took us several years, you know, <laughs> even though it was a, a fairly, uh, a fairly slim volume, but it was an excellent compendium for me of, of basic doctrine uh, and contained really essentials. I, I think that really helped ground me uh, in the Christian faith. Uh, and, you know, I look back on that as something that's very, was very foundational uh, yeah. in terms of my, in terms of my development, uh, development as a Christian. So was, I think those were, were interesting, uh, interesting books. Um, I did uh, say, uh, Lloyd Jones in many ways became, became my hero. And, uh, you know, I, I read a lot of, uh, a lot of Lloyd Jones, uh, uh, started off with a, a series on, on Ephesians. Again, it took me kind of several years to, uh, to kind of get through that. Uh, and yeah. that, um, you know, uh, again, I look back and a lot of the stuff I read there and was grounded in, uh, and that really helped me in terms of my, my development on the Christian faith. Uh, his little book, uh, Spiritual Depression, uh, you know, was another wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, little book, uh, you know, where, um, uh, you know, he reminds us that we are up and down people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's a very helpful kind of way to think about the Christian life. Yeah. We are 
up and down, up and down people, and he assesses, and that book goes ups and downs, and mm. and helps us think that, think that, uh, think that through. Uh, it's a favourite book of my wife's. Uh, you know, every she reads it quite regularly, returns to it uh, fairly, fairly often, and just finds so much help and help and wisdom in it. Uh, and yeah. uh, you know, again, that uh, you know, was a very influential uh, book in terms of uh, in terms of Lloyd Jones uh, in, in my mm-hmm. uh, in my life. Um, Another big, uh, important book it wasn't a big book, but a, a small book. Uh, you know, again that I read as a as a, a, a student was R. C. Sproul's book, uh, "The Holiness of God," okay. uh, and I read on a poll recently. One of these polls you read on the internet that you know that a lot of people have it in their their top ten most influential books in mm-hmm. their Christian life. Uh, and uh, somebody who read that, you know. Scarily, uh, almost forty years ago, uh, uh, you know, it had a huge impact on me. You know, it was full of this uh, wonderful, imaginative vision of God and an exploration of the holiness of God. And again, I mean, that just kind of blew me away. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I, that was a book I kind of recommended always to all my my housemates. You know, that as a as a student, you know, you need to read this. You need to yeah. read this. You know, and it was just such a such a wonderful book with such a, a tremendous vision of, of God. And uh, again, I think that has really shaped my own thinking uh, about just the the nature of God, the being of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I've gone uh, gone through gone through the years. So, I mean, those were those would be some of the books that uh, that uh, certainly in earlier years have shaped me. Um, one of my uh, I went to the, the the Baptist College again. Obviously. Uh, you know, had, had to read a bit more, and, uh, a bit, a bit more deliberately, and again, that that uh, you know that extended my uh, extended my my vision a bit, yeah. and um, I started there. Uh, I bought. I think in those days you used to uh, be able to profit from Banner of Truth had an annual student sale, uh, and uh, I, I bought a book by uh, by Jonathan Edwards, and. Uh, uh, called the religious affections, mm. and uh, I started to started to read it. I just could not get into Jonathan Edwards and the religious affections. So I, I read what other people had said about Edwards. You know, uh, people like uh, Richard Lovelace in his book, you know, Dynamics of Spiritual mm. Renewal. Uh, John Piper, you know, was a, a great kind of Jonathan Edwards fan, and yeah. that kind of really encouraged me to to go to Edwards. But I just could not. I get into Edward, so so I must have had about three or four attempts uh, to read the religious, really read the religious affections, uh, and then eventually I did get into it, uh, and Edward became a really kind of uh, important figure in my life, or a really, really uh, figure who kind of really began to kind of make me think and, and shape the way I, I thought about uh, thought about theology, uh, and again thought about God. And particularly, I think thought, think about the nature of the Christian faith uh, and the reality of of the kind of faith uh, that we that we live, uh, and you know that yearning and desire to to seek after God with with all uh, with all our heart. A uh, bit of bit of name dropping at this point. Uh, I did bump in once, bump into John Piper once, and uh, I said to him, uh, you know, uh, you you were the guy who got me reading Jonathan Edwards. 
And he said, okay, I'll take the blame for that. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, again, uh, you know, someone who kind of shaped me from maybe, mm. maybe a bit of a distance. But yeah. say so that became important to me. That then ultimately became the basis on which I went forward and kind of did my further study, my doctoral studies. Yeah. Um, but from very uh, 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 kind of unpromising, unpromising <laughs> beginnings, perhaps. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's uh, really interesting and lots of variety in terms of books and their content and just their their benefit um, to, to Christians. And uh, Yeah, I think uh, one of the things about, you know, books, you know, the, the way I think about them is, you know, just kind of the way they shape the way you mm-hmm. think. So it's not necessarily that you, you come away, you know, with a kind of a great pile of knowledge, a great yeah. store of facts, uh, you know, but they just kind of shape the way you think. Mm. Challenge the way you challenge the way you think, uh, and I think you know. Looking back, I suppose that's how I reflect upon books. If you ask me what I read in a particular book, I might kind of struggle to relate that to you. But I know sometimes that that, that book has shaped uh, the the way that I uh, the way that I think, and uh, without being able to maybe pinpoint that's that's a particular bit that uh, that I that I recall. Yeah. Well, you're obviously still a, a big fan of Lloyd Jones because you've been recommending Lloyd Jones books to me recently, and uh, in the bookcase beside us is okay, uh, Lloyd Jones okay. on Habakkuk. <laughs> um, whenever I was teaching on it, you recommended that, uh, and it is helpful. And uh, unlike a lot of other Lloyd Jones books, it's uh, one small volume as yeah. well, so it's a yeah. good, good entry point. Um, yeah. Lloyd Jones. Well, certainly, it certainly was for me. Uh, it <laughs> encouraged me to, to read on, and, uh, yeah. uh, and it's been very beneficial over over the years. Uh, uh, a friend once said to me, you know, he, he reads Lloyd Jones, and he said, you know, I don't know what it is about it, but he said I always come away encouraged. And mm. I think, well, that's a that's a great recommendation for for a Christian book. You, Definitely, you, you come away encouraged. Definitely a great endorsement. Well, we're going to try to wrap this up um, now, and. I suppose I have two questions to finish with and um, maybe you can offer a little bit of help. So we've been thinking just about the Christian life, about growth and discipleship and that. Um, and so I'm picturing two two people. Uh, one person is maybe a more mature Christian and they want to have a good godly influence on others. So they've listened to you talk about your BB leaders and they want, they want some younger Christian in future years to remember them in that way. So what piece of advice would you give for that person? Uh, and then maybe I'm thinking of someone else who's the beginning of their Christian life or, or feels still quite immature in their Christian life and they want to seek someone out who will help them grow and develop. What piece of advice would you give for someone at that end of the spectrum? So yeah, two types of people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, an, an important part uh, really of, of the Christian life, I think, really is for anyone starting out in the Christian life, you know, is to, is to seek out fellowship. Mm. You know, is to get involved with with other Christians. Uh, we live in a very individualistic society, uh, and sometimes yeah. we, you know, people want to do things and go their own way and do this and do that. But I think just my experience over the over the years would be the importance of, of good fellowship. Mm. You know, being of being part of a church. You know, just being being a regular part of a church uh, and learning through that. And again, I suppose one of the ways in which I learned over the years, I would say, is through involvement. You know, yeah. you, you you get you get involved. You, you you find ways to to get involved, and it may not be, you know, necessarily something very, uh, very attractive, or uh, you know, initially looking something looking particularly spiritual. Yeah. But I, I just find I found over the years, I think, rubbing shoulders 
with other Christians, you know, has just been has just been been so uh, has been so helpful. You know, again, thinking back, you know, to, to kind of early days, you know, starting out as a as a preacher, uh, you know, and you know, my sermons, uh, like a lot of early preachers weren't very good uh, you know but I was given a great opportunity to do that and uh, and to grow and to learn as I did that and people were very kind and very uh, and very encouraging so I'm not sure they would have stood up to kind of the the rigors of sermon class uh, by any stretch of the imagination but but I was learning and people were encouraging you know so so again I, I think for those who maybe can have that mentoring role Again, just encourage people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so again, it doesn't have to be spectacular. You know, you, you kind of hear the word mentor sometimes and, you know, and you, you kind of think of these very intensive relationships. <laughs> uh, but I think just sometimes those, you know, we can all encourage one another For uh, sure. and encourage young people. And if you see gift in young people, encourage them, mm. uh, seek to give them those, uh, those opportunities to trust them, uh, you know, and see, see how they, see how they develop. Yeah. Uh, a story uh, again. Growing up in uh, in Bible class, uh, I was asked to get asked to give a talk, and uh, the guy who's leading 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 the Bible class uh, said to me, uh, "How long are you going to speak for?" And I said, "Oh, you know, it'll be about twenty minutes." I said, are you sure? I said, I said, yes, uh, I'm sure. So just I used to lead a Bible class in another church and I asked somebody to speak and they said they were going to speak for 20 minutes and they only spoke for 10. And he said, I spent the next 10 minutes playing the piano. And I said, no, 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 it'll be 20 minutes. And I got up and let's just say he spent 10 minutes playing the piano. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, uh, you know, but, but just trusting people and allowing those opportunities to mm-hmm. develop and to grow. So I think for those who are in kind of positions of, of responsibility in a church, if they can encourage people, give them give them opportunities yeah. uh, and see if there are, you know, there are gifts there that can be used in, in different ways. I think people did that with me. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's you know, a good opportunity for others uh, to do that. And I think if you're a bit younger in the faith, I think just get involved in the church, mm-hmm. get involved in the life of the fellowship and just watch how others serve and learn from them I think were would kind of be my two kind of answers I think to that yeah that's helpful and uh, a lot of wisdom there just to be plugged in and we've we've heard about that from you it's groups of people who you rub shoulders with that were mm-hmm. formative in your in your Christian life um you'll be glad to know that's all the questions I have on my page in front of <laughs> me so um you've answered them all well and want to thank you for your time um David uh, and I want to thank you for listening to the Irish Baptist College podcast. Uh, to find out more about the college, you can visit our website, irishbaptistcollege.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. And I hope that you'll join us again next time. Mm-hmm.